I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Gary. Hey, Stephanie. We're back to talk about three new movies that aired this past weekend. And I think it was a decent weekend. What do you think? I agree. All right. So first off, we're going to cover Carrie's pick, which was A Country Christmas Harmony. This was on Lifetime with Brooke Elliott and Brandon Quinn. Basically, Brooke returns to her hometown after she left to pursue music and she runs into her ex. And then they team up for a duo. Setting... I gave it a two. Oh, I could see that. I don't feel like there was anything super spectacular. I thought it was just fine. It was drab. I thought the bar was kind of cool with the decorations and stuff like that. But that was like the highlight of the thing, and it wasn't even that great. I just gave it a three. I was like, whatever. Yeah, I I gave it a two. Style, I also gave it a two. Oh. So what what did you give it, I guess, first off? Well, I gave it a three. There was Mm, a low and a high that made me get to a three. Okay. Well, the high was Brandon Quinn shirtless. Yes, it was. (laughs) What was your low? Her clothes always. And I said they were all oversized drapey and they were not, they didn't fit well at all. They look like the same clothes that she wears in Sweet Magnolia. But you know, I never thought she, I don't know. When I watched Sweet Magnolia, I, it didn't bother me maybe as much. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched that show. So well, maybe I wasn't paying as much attention. I remember hating it in that show. And I've only watched the first episode. I mean, the first season because I don't have Netflix anymore. But I feel like specifically the blue outfit that she was wearing when they were, I think, songwriting or something. It was mm-hmm. just very drapey. There was like a seam down the middle, drapey, drapey, belt around the waist. And that just was very reminiscent of what I remember her being in in Sweet Magnolias. And uh, and I feel like every movie that I've seen her in, I mean, I don't think she was like that in Drop Dead Diva, but it's been a really long time since I watched that. I just really don't like it. And I feel like they're not doing her any service in no, those and outfits. you know, part of the great thing about her being the lead is that she is a plus-sized heroine and actually plus-sized, not just fake. We're going to call this person plus-size. <laughs> yeah. But then they don't know how to dress her. Like her best outfit was she was wearing jeans, this button-down shirt that was tucked in in a cardigan. And I think that one was the most form-fitting even though it wasn't really that form-fitting, but at least she put put together and nice and not like she was swaddled in a blanket and then she even like they even have her wrap herself in a blanket which was a cute moment but it didn't even look that much different from the tops and dresses she wore yeah or she was also wearing like a lot of coats because she was out like walking or whatever and they're just like straight like poncho those poncho coat things oh i don't know i don't not the one that she was like when she was gonna ride the bike that was an actual coat okay so yeah it wasn't the high of the movie that's for sure no I was disappointed with that. I was like, man. And then storyline, I gave it a three. You didn't like this movie that much, huh? I think I went into it having, I wouldn't say I had astronomical expectations, but I had high-ish expectations because I really liked Brooke and Brandon. They were singing and they were going to be stuck together during a storm. So I thought it was going to be better. But what I got were really long, awkward silences and stares. They really needed more like background noise or music to fill out the sound in this movie. And then Brandon and Brooke did not sing together very much 
or at all. I think they had one recording where they listened to it and that was it. So that was disappointing. The Stranded During a Storm was only like five minutes. It wasn't even that huge part of the movie. So I just... Well, it was the huge part of the movie because the rain came and things changed. Yeah, and just like like transitioned, but it wasn't... It wasn't that's where I he starts wanted. to open up to her, though. Yeah, but that's not what I wanted. I mean, I wanted him to open up, but well, it just didn't live up to what I wanted, basically. <laughs> I gave it a four on storyline. I actually really liked it. I did not love Brooke's character as much as I like Brandon's character. I felt really endeared to him, and I think that's the reason I counted it as high as I did. Brandon and Brooke were fine. I think the writing and dialogue and direction really did them a disservice. I think that was the issue, not them. I didn't specifically, but that doesn't mean that it's not. I did watch this one, part of it on Friday night and part of it on Saturday morning. So there is that. Yeah. Uh, And they also had a public kiss on stage, which was super awkward to me. Have a public kiss on stage. (laughs) I do feel like it's a little bit better. I always will think it's a little bit better when it's not your first kiss. I think the first kiss ones are like really awkward, but this one was really awkward because of the fact that like she's there to do a concert and do she's saying her televised. one new song mm-hmm. and then quits and then they stand up there and stare at each other. Yep, because there were was... a lot of long staring matches. I could have dealt with the kiss, like the kiss in of itself. They didn't pan out and like show all the people like cheering for them and stuff. So the kiss mm-hmm. itself, I felt like if you hadn't had the scene before, it would have felt like a private kiss. Right. But you had the scene before, you know, they're standing up there staring at each other. You know, everybody's watching them. You know, they only did one song in their concert. It was just weird. Yeah. It was just a lot weird with this movie. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything else for that before I move on to stars? Nope. Okay. Stars. I did give it a four because I really like Brooke Elliott and Brandon Quinn. And I liked her friend. I gave it a four also. I really liked them. I really liked Brandon though. Well, yeah, (laughs) we really like Brandon. He's a winner. Christmas. Christmas, I gave it a two. Oh, you're down on this movie. No, I did not feel very holiday spirited. And I didn't think it was very well decorated for Christmas either. And they didn't do a ton of, I don't know, like they baked cookies and he wore a Christmas tie, but I wasn't feeling it. And they got a Christmas tree and they decorated. Meh. Meh. There was no Christmas magic though for you. Nope. Well, I gave it a three for Christmas. I thought it was fine, but it was nothing spectacular. And I gave it a nonsense. I gave it a love. I thought I, I really enjoyed most of the storyline. Well, I'm sure people, some people loved it. So that's good. All right. Moving on to our highlight of the day. Three wise men and a baby. <laughs> of the year. <laughs> Definite possibility. Uh, uh, three wise men starring. Where's the drum roll? I don't have one. Okay. Yeah, that works. Paul Campbell. <laughs> Tyler Hines, Andrew Walker, three guys get left a baby and they have to take care of it. Well, technically one of them got left a baby and then the three guys take care of it. And this was so funny, but we'll get to let's let's start with set, I guess. Setting, I gave it a four. I really like their house and all the decorating that they did. They actually went to a lot of different places, which I guess makes sense because they were following three different people and their yeah. lives even though they were together. So I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. I really liked the house. I did think it was really strange where the mom was like, 
can you decor help me decorate the tree? There's no decorations done. And then like there's like literally every window has garland on it and every doorway has garland on it. I'm like, you have done some decorating, even if you haven't done a tree. I know. I was confused too because I was like, it looks like some stuff's been done. I mean, <laughs> look behind you. Look behind your son who's looking at you. It's it's there. <laughs> I mean, it just cracks me up that this house was home to the mom, Andrew, Tyler, and Paul, even though he wouldn't say he technically lives at home with his mom still. I know. (laughs) That was so funny. I was like, wait a second. Like, I was not expecting them all to live there. But then when Luke, when Luke, that was his name, Andrew, Luke, was was like opening up the, the movie with him shirtless in a towel in a towel <laughs> so he's giving he's like giving himself mantra speeches like building himself andrew up. affirmations yes <laughs> i need to start that <laughs> uh, so then he you're he, his mom calls and he's obviously living at home i was like well that's weird and then tyler's character taylor which is also kind of weird goes home and he's living in the basement i was like well that's i guess expected now that we know that Andrew's character is a mm-hmm. <laughs> for Paul also to be in the backyard. Yeah, I didn't expect that because they showed him in like a separate house. So you're like, okay, so he's the one who's put together. No, no, no. He's living in the backyard guest house. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So moving on to style, I gave it a four. I mean, we had a shirtless Andrew. We had a lot of costumes in this movie. I was not. Okay. I also gave it a four. I was not super impressed with anybody's like attire. They did do a great job, though, of very clearly creating these three different personalities mm-hmm. in the in their appearance, right? Like you yeah. obviously know that Tyler's the one who's been up to no good. Yeah, he's got them jackets and the dark clothing, black, and the real <laughs> His messed hair up is kind hair. of spiky. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then Paul's all buttoned up in his mm-hmm. like sweaters and jackets. And then Andrew's just attractive. The responsible one in his, <laughs> yes. he's the fireman responsible one. Yeah. And put together in his like suits and things when he's yeah. not in his uniform. So it, I think they did a really good job on that. But I mean, it wasn't like we didn't really have any, there was no, there was a love interest. There were three love interests, but there was no one like, Oh, look, here they are at the end of the movie dressed up and dancing together, kind of at a ball or dance or whatever, you know, kind of thing to Mm -hmm. have that moment that they usually have in these movies. But it was fine that we didn't have a ball. We didn't need it. I do have opinions on how we could make this better, but we'll get into that on storyline. Okay, well, then what what did you give the storyline then? Well, I gave it a four. I think it was a really good story. Oh, Um, I gave it a five. The only reason I didn't give it a five and... I think for what it was, it was really good. But mm-hmm. I was really secretly hoping they were going to make this like a three movie series where you get to see one of the guys fall in love with someone and you follow that one. And then next year they could have done another one of them having a love interest. And then the following year have another one of them having a love interest. And the thing that I did not like about the movie was that it felt so crammed. I did like that they did tie up all the loose ends so that did 
for what it was, I think it was good. It was just a lot of storylines that they were trying to build in a two hour period. It's not even like they said, hey, let's make it a three hour period, (laughs) you know? Yeah, but I didn't feel like anything was crammed in. I actually thought the pacing was pretty good and we had just enough information for everybody. You didn't that I think didn't feel Luke's mom like we was crammed missing. in. No. I mean not because Luke's mom. she was Ty- Thomas's mom was crammed in. I do think that she was rushed in the end as far as their time jump to one year later, but considering that they didn't really explore that very much, I feel like they could still make a sequel and have like that moment of the three guys and the the mom and Andrew and her getting together. See, I feel like most likely they will not make a sequel because they did the time jump, which I did like. I love a flash forward. I thought it was, it needed it. I doubt they're going to make a sequel too, just because I feel like it's hard to get all these guys together with their schedules, but it doesn't totally bother me because I just, I really loved this movie and I liked it for what it was. I mean, yes, a sequel would be funny with the three of them because they're hilarious together, but I just really liked this one, and I think it's fine standing alone. Well, there you have it, guys. Two different opinions, which are probably the two opinions that the vast majority of people will have about this movie. You know? Yeah. I do think it was absolutely hilarious. Paul and Kim did a fabulous job. We also got a Kim Mm -hmm. cameo. We did. I wondered if we would. I, I I had a thought like, is she gonna be the mom at the end who's gonna show up? Oh, that would have <laughs> been wasn't. so funny. <laughs> but I guess that would have been an integral character, so they wanted to give her the doctor position so it was like less of a important role. Yeah, so maybe. she could kind of be funny because she was, you know, a little humorous in yeah. her two minutes. And then there were just a lot of good lines and things. I like that Paul managed to slip in an unexpected Christmas name drop oh i did not with even tyler right that. there oh my goodness that was one of the like in one of the previews they did and then in the movie he's like an unexpected christmas i'm just like oh paul you funny guy um, there was one that then, i noticed but i can't remember what it is i didn't write anything down for this movie because i was enjoying it so much oh i was enjoying it so much but then i was like laughing so hard that i wrote it down i was like oh my gosh like let's see Whenever, so Paul is anxious or has social anxiety and doesn't like to be around a lot of people. And when he's at the park with the lady who has a crush on him and he sees the guy who's trying to get him to do this public talk and he's like, oh my gosh, freaking out. And he raises his coat arm to like hide himself. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I need to hide too. And she like snuggles up next to him and that hides so under funny. his arm. <laughs> While oh, they're I standing in so the middle hard. of the way behind a coat. Like, he won't see them. Like, they didn't even go behind a tree or anything. (laughs) No. But I I actually really like the turn of their story where, at first, she's so chatty. And you can tell he's kind of like, I don't know how to deal with you. But her chattiness works in his favor because she can talk to people and he doesn't have to. Oh, yeah. I did like that, too. It was like like a balance. Mm-hmm. And then I laughed so hard when Andrew switched the babies after just oh my getting on this gosh, mom. Like was... some people. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, oh, you guys, you guys can't do this. Oh, I'm just so great. And then ends up losing the kid. Um, I will say I didn't love how they cleaned that up. And I don't know if they cut a scene that they decided, mm. you know, here, we'll just do this. It kind of I had to rewind because I was like, wait a second. How did they get the baby back? Because. Tyler makes the joke with the mom on the phone. Oh, yeah, we don't have a different kid. So then I was like thinking, oh, it's the different kid still. 
So I I think I was looking down or something and didn't see them walk in with the baby and the car seat with the other blanket on top. I wish they would have done a little bit better on that one little part because I did I did have to rewind and go back and be like, oh, okay, I didn't miss anything, even though I felt like I did miss something. <laughs> oh, I just wish that there had been more like they realized they had the wrong baby and then it's a commercial break and the next scene we're with the cops. And we have the right baby. Yeah. <laughs> but they only have so much time. So it's fine. I liked when they were called the three Scrooges by their crazy next door neighbor, who I actually really like that guy who plays him. You know, I really liked the part where Andrew and Tyler's characters are fighting. And Paul is like, mm-hmm. you know, it really hurts kids to have mom and dad to see mom and dad fighting or dad and dad or dad and dad and dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It cracked me up. I was so, it was so funny. Oh my goodness. And then we're just going to name all the funny parts. Their nutcracker nope. dance sequence. The greatest oh part of this movie. When they started this, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I literally died. I think I had to pause it because I could not stop laughing about it. It was so funny. Oh my goodness. I just wasn't expecting it. And then they're like, oh no, it's the song. You know what we got to do? I'm like, what? What are they going to do? Like, uh- And then you've got Tyler's love interest and you've got Paul's love interest. Like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. But you know they think it's cute. I mean, wouldn't you love to marry into this family? I would love to marry into this family. I know. They're just hilarious and so down to earth. You'd just be like, okay. <laughs> Let's see. I think this falls under storyline. Since we've asked this question before when we've had multiple stars in one movie, which one of these characters did you relate to the most? Oh, I thought you, without asking which one you related to the most, I thought you were going to ask, we were going to go back over the, which one was which from three men and a baby? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I don't think Tyler fits in any, well, I guess Tyler would be Ted Danson. Anyway. Yeah, kind of. I think Paul gets stuck with Steve Gutenberg because- I don't yeah. feel like Steve I think that's Gutenberg how we fits. broke it down. Okay. Yeah. So who do you relate to the most? Mm-hmm. I would probably be Andrew because I feel like I am the mom taking uh, care of everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I got a plan. I can do it. I can execute. That's who I picked too. I wrote down his quote where it was like the, one of the serious moments in the movie. Cause you know, you always have to be grounded in something serious for a comedy where he said that he spends so much time trying to please everyone else that he became resentful and just lashes out. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I feel you. I understand See, this. and I thought, even though it'd be an extreme version, I thought you might be like Paul because you were very much an introvert. Yeah. But no, I didn't really relate to his character, even despite that. I guess because I'm not so far gone. Like, mine's not strictly social, afraid to be around people kind of thing, you know? So which guy would you want to end up with? Hmm... Now this is this is a tough one. I mean, it's really just between two people. But <laughs> sorry, Paul. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's only because you got you wrote yourself so over the top. That's the only reason I think. I, I mean, I liked Paul, but it's hard. I want to say Andrew, but do I really want to end up with someone who's like me? So then I'd have to say Tyler. But I mean, he did change in the end. You okay. would hope. I would one hundred percent pick Tyler because I felt like. I mean, this is about him as an actor also, but his 
line delivery. They're all very good at it. I'm not like discounting mm-hmm. either one of the other guys. I felt like his delivery of the lines were, was so epic. And he was like so like snarky. Like Paul mm. was not snarky like he plays very well usually. Right? Yeah. So I feel mm-hmm. like Paul could have also played snarky. He might not have been able to pull off the <laughs> the hair. Bad boy type <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like he he can pull off the snark level, but it was just like the execution of the lines time after time. I was like being in a relationship with him, the, the character would probably be <laughs> infuriating and hilarious all at the same time. You know, you make a very good point because this character reminded me of him in the mistletoe secret. Now I'm fr- I think Why are that, you yeah. second mistletoe guessing secret. yourself on like your favorite movie? I know. I'm because now I have in my head stupid mistletoe promise and mistletoe contract and mistletoe blah blah blah. It's the mistletoe, mistletoe lake. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I watched that. Didn't care for it. <laughs> anyway, his character reminded me of the mistletoe secret as far as like the humor and snark delivery. Although his character in mistletoe secret was sweeter and kinder. Not that his character in this movie wasn't kind, but they were different. So there's that. But yeah, I think we can agree that Stars is five for this. Uh, Was there ever going to be another? Even if this movie absolutely sucked, that one was going to get a five. (laughs) It still gets a five, yeah. And I was going to say that their mom is Blair Waldorf's mom in Gossip Girl, if anybody cares. (laughs) She looked so familiar to me, and I could not place her. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I was like, oh my goodness, it's Blair's mom. I will say, I'm going backwards on storyline. Uh-huh. I really found it interesting how much that dad leaving impacted the storyline. Like, I feel like Hallmark doesn't do that a ton. Like, they'll have like, oh, the the dad died or the mom died or whatever. But it's like a normal kind of like, oh, the kid's sad or, you know, whatever kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. But they really had like, they wrote it in so that it was like a like lifelong impacts to them with their dad leaving. And I really appreciated that because I have felt like sometimes recently Hallmark's been kind of like they've been doing these series or stories with like three women all of which who don't have relationships you know generational Mm -hmm. where the women are all alone even though the younger one's the younger one and probably shouldn't have a boyfriend yet anyway you know so I felt like they make the love interests like interesting but I do feel like dads are so important and I really liked that they made the impact of the dad scene because I do think there's a lot of kids out there that Mm -hmm. have this same thing that are dealing with issues like that I agree I think it it was nice to see I mean even though it was sad because they were all impacted obviously in a negative way and it really took this baby coming into their house for them to change yeah it was still good to see Uh, I was gonna say random comment okay this is a random is that whenever the baby first shows up at the firehouse though and Andrew is like, why would they drop a baby off here? And all the firefighters are like, I don't know. My first thought is a firehouse is a safe haven. You can drop off your baby at a firehouse or a hospital <laughs> without repercussions. Yeah. It's one of like the, the few places you exactly can do it. exactly <laughs> the reason why. Well, I mean, there was the tie into he helped deliver the baby. She called when she was having the baby and he was the first one to show up. So he's the reason that it was left with specifically him is for that reason. But you're right. Like, why are you standing around? Like, why is this happening? They acted like they've the one guy, even their chief was like, I've never seen this happen. You've never had a baby dropped off. I mean, 
that's a good thing, but yeah, I don't feel it like that's realistic. Like, <laughs> like you would think that they would know, like have training that would say, in the case that somebody leaves their baby, here's what you're supposed to do. Like, yeah. didn't give me much faith in a safe haven. At least not <laughs> yeah. a Hallmark one. Yeah. <laughs> Although the baby did end up going home with Andrew and Tyler and Paul. So maybe that's the kind of safe haven I need. <laughs> I don't think they'll accept you, Stephanie. Oh, darn. I can give oh, you a pacifier ma'am. and put you in a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I did uh, I did give this uh, a four for Christmas. I did too. Because I felt like there was a lot of hijinks, which yep. isn't Christmas magic necessarily, but it's reminiscent of like Home Alone type stuff. Like, yeah. There's like different Christmas categories. So I gave it a four. I gave it a four also. I thought it was good. I I thought it was good that they didn't win the thing at the end because sometimes I wish the people wouldn't win, but I really mm-hmm. wanted them to beat that jerk. <laughs> Their nativity scene was classic. <laughs> but it was it was so weird and like I was like, I can't believe that they are dressing up in these. And then they brought the baby out there. I did feel like they missed an opportunity. Obviously, this was... I don't know when this was filmed. I can't remember. But it was not wintertime. But that little Mm -hmm. baby Jesus needed a hat on. (laughs) He just... Paul needed to lift the baby up like the Lion King. That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And obviously, this was a love. Yes, obviously. All right. Now that we've finished gushing about three wise men and a baby... We're moving on to the voter favorite for us to review, which was Long Lost Christmas from Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And this has Taylor Cole and Benjamin Ayers, where Taylor finds her mom's long lost brother, or she's trying to, and stuff ensues. So setting, I gave it a four. I gave it a five. Okay. Because I really liked the town that she visited and the houses, like the cabins and his house and stuff like that. I thought it was really pretty. So I really liked the cabins. I liked the business for the cabin making place that had like a tree in the middle of it and it was wrapped mm-hmm. in lights. It was so pretty. It was really and that pretty. inn she stayed at was the same one as Godwink with Paul Campbell and Kimberly Susted. <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, it looked like it. So I think it is. All right. And then style, I gave it a four because, well, what did you give it first off? I gave it a three. Okay. I'm wondering if you gave it a three for the reason I gave it a four. Why did you give it a three? Well, because she wore basically the same thing most of the movie. That's why I gave it a four. (laughs) Because normally we have them in all these different outfits. And I feel like it's more realistic that you just drove to a new town ended up staying the night and woke up the next day and you're like well dang I didn't bring anything so you're wearing the same thing again I felt like that was realistic I was the part I didn't like was after she went to the store and bought new clothes she still looks like she's wearing the same thing because she was I did think that was odd but I was still like going with it because I was like all right she's just committed she's gonna wear this outfit two times twice in a row and I would have liked the coat but then I got tired of seeing it I'm not gonna lie I did really like the hat though The hat was really cute. The hat was cute. The only reason I didn't give it a five, though, was because I think it's because the Christmas movies have trained you like you have to be in a certain color palette. And she Mm -hmm. wore like uh, Scooby-Doo Daphne purple. She wore like apple green. Very out there colors for Christmas. Her dress was was really pretty, though, at the end. Not at the end, but the. 
the party. I mean, it was pretty. She looked fine. And it but was the red. the color was just shocking. <laughs> the color was like a, a deep red, wasn't it? Or my, is my colorblindness deceiving me? Well, I'm not talking. I'm just talking about the purples and greens. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the, when you said that, I thought you were talking about the color of the dress. No. <laughs> I was like, is it really brown? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Although I'm, well, we'll move on. We'll get on to that. Storyline then. I gave it a four. Oh, I'm I'm kind of surprised with your, <laughs> I mean, I know, obviously I knew you liked it because you told me I like it. <laughs> yeah. But I also gave it a four and I felt like it's the strongest showing for movies and mysteries yet. Yeah. Sorry, like we Andrew. literally listed the movie. I know we listed the movies and then we were missing one and we couldn't for the life of us remember what we were missing. And it was a Maple Valley Christmas. <laughs> Which we both liked fine. I know. We liked best out of the movies and mysteries at that time. But the terrible ones outshone it as far as memorability. But That's true. I gave it a four because I really hated the awkward probing questions. Like when she was trying to figure out if this guy was her uncle. I wish she had just come out and asked instead of being... It was just so weird and proby. I don't know. She was asking private questions to a stranger and expected yeah. him to just open up to her. And I was like, why are you doing this? Well, and it was like, you could have gotten away with one of those questions, but then to keep mm-hmm. asking. And then he obviously doesn't want to answer you. So let's ask another one. I know. Yeah. And then Benjamin never even commented on it. He never thought it was weird how investigative she was trying to be. He was just all he- caught up in, oh, Taylor, so pretty. <laughs> Well, I felt like his reaction was kind of like, why are you asking these questions? Like facial feature, like responses, but never says it, which I thought was weird. (laughs) But Mm. so that was my like one really big thing. The other problem I had was at the end when they had their big conflict, when the secret's out that he is her uncle or whatever. It's at the party and she finds out that he's raising money for the orphan home him and his sister were at and she just randomly gets mad in front of everybody and she's like you're raising money for Braithwaite and just is so accusing and then runs out yeah and then just runs out I was like what the heck why is she so mad we're raising money for kids still like it was very they should have reworked that I really felt like the reason she was mad was because he said he didn't have a sister and she was realizing that she thinks that he never cared about her, his, his sister, her mom. So yeah, that's where I, I think the anger came from. It was weird, though. They should have timed that differently. Because it just came out, like, right after he's like, we're raising money for kids. And then she sees who the kids are, where the kids are from. And she's mad and leaves, stomps out in front of everyone. It just wasn't a good look. Well, and I felt like it would have been better written with her maybe telling... um Benjamin's character I need to step outside and like being visibly like crying or something mm-hmm. and then him coming to talk to her and getting the uncle to come you know what I'm saying there could have been some kind yeah. of something like that that I agree would have been better but yeah. I really did like I do like these I feel like this is becoming more of a thing these days I don't think a couple of years ago they really did these Well, they might have done like I've been adopted and finding because there have been some of those, but specifically Mm -hmm. like searching out your family tree and stuff like that, I feel like has become in the in a couple the last couple years has been really prominent. Am I crazy Mm -hmm. for feeling that way? No, I think you're right. Okay, 
So I really like them, though. I haven't gotten tired of them yet. I could see that I might start getting tired of them. <laughs> it might become like writing stories where everybody's a writer. Everybody's trying to find their long yeah. lost I guess it's a good thing or... you're not watching my Southern Family Christmas then. Because <laughs> that's well, like basically the same story. <laughs> I did write another. I did watch another one from GAC. I can't think of what it was called. I haven't finished it yet because I got all I stopped watching it to take a meeting for work. And so it's got like 10 minutes left, but it's about a girl who does genealogy stuff. And so mm. there was so you relate. One. But yeah, the family reunion at the end really got me. I teared up. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it was very tearful. It was very so, sweet. Yeah, it was overall a much better story and movie than I expected. So I agree. That. And I also wonder, though. Do you feel like, I feel like at least, I tend to like the ones that are interior design ones. Oh, usually, mm -hmm. I think, more regularly than maybe some other kind of storylines, like the writer ones or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it, I did find that interesting. I don't know if it really plays a role in it because you didn't actually see her really designing anything, just her working with her cousin on the designs of the furniture and stuff like that but I did find that mm -hmm. interesting and I actually liked the fact that she's an interior designer and he is a contractor and their lives would actually fit really well together yeah you know I to agree. Be on, have a mission a joint mission in life mm -hmm. I mean I don't think her interior design job really had very much impact on this movie like you said but it is funny because I like this one in December Bride which we love yeah. She's a designer. And there was another one that I was watching the other day and I thought, oh, I really like this one too. And it's an interior design one, but I can't think of what it is right now. So apparently I don't like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, stars, I gave it a four. I Me too. really liked everybody. I liked the guy who played her uncle a lot. I liked his eyes a lot. Yeah. Very blue. Yeah. I did too. I liked everybody a lot in this. I mean, it's not Andrew Tyler and Paul, but it was a good showing. It was. And then Christmas, I also gave it a four. This one was really decked out with Christmas stuff. But what put me over the top was the family feels. So not necessarily Christmas magic, but kind of an offshoot of it. So I gave it a four. I felt Christmassy. No, I agree. And I, I do think that's interesting that you say that. I do feel like the family aspect of it and the importance of being with family and Stuff like that, I feel like was very strong in this one, which you kind of would expect in a movies and mysteries one. But mm -hmm. I did like, and I like the way it played out, obviously. So I think that adds to it. Sometimes when you're disappointed in the movie, then it doesn't matter how much family feels there are. <laughs> it's not yeah. going to help. <laughs> it's still going to be low. And then I gave this one a love. Me too. Yay. All right. So now we got to rank these real quick. And obviously my number one's three wise men and a baby. Yep. Long lost Christmas. Country Christmas Harmony. Yep. Yay, now, I will that was say, easy. <laughs> I also watched Inventing the Christmas Prince. Oh, right. I did not love this movie for most of it. The end made me tear up, and I did really like the ending of it. Getting so it would be below rough. A Country Christmas Harmony, obviously. Okay. And then I also watched that Christmas at Pine Valley, which was on GAC, which actually was really cute. It was over the top. Like, it almost, almost... Had the hijinks of like Baker's son kind of thing. Like, oh dear, that's scary. Like, thing <laughs> on top of thing on top of thing kept happening. And it's like, oh my goodness. But it, it was, it, I, I really actually enjoyed it. It was funny. And all right. Well, next time we have a, another preview episode. Thanks for listening, guys.
Find us on Instagram and Facebook. We have lots of fun things going on at Instagram, polls, and you get to vote on what story, which movies we're going to do next, and all kinds of fun things. And then give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us. And subscribe if you haven't so that you get notified. Whenever we release episodes, we'll be having some bonus episodes coming out too. So they won't be on on our regular schedule. Bye, guys. (laughs) Ha <laughs>